So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Smilers never lose and frowners never win. So let the sun shine in. I've always got a happy song for everything. One of the challenges with letting people into your life, I'll ask this very personal question. Have you ever wasted time in a conversation where you've got to the end of the conversation and thought, wow, I can't get that time back? It was a silly argument or a silly discussion. Why did I waste my time there? Well, coming at you, uh, yes, as a very old lady, but having had thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of conversations, one of the things that I do at the end of every conversation is I analyze it. What could I have said differently? What questions did I ask that I could have asked differently? How could I have handled that situation better? How have I become stronger, tougher, wiser, more insightful, created a better training, uh, learning experience from the conversation I had? So whether it's on the telephone or face-to-face, I'm always analyzing my conversations. I know, I'm a bit weird. But I want to get better at what I do. How about you? And that's part of my role. I have an education college which teaches communication. So I have to keep getting better at what I do. I don't have a choice for that. So there's a great question. If you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, a pastor, a boss, a leader, do you have a choice? Can you just stop learning or do you need like me to keep learning every single day? So one of my biggest learning curves and something that has uh, literally had a major effect on how much time I don't waste anymore uh, is a very special communication question in every situation. So have you ever been in a situation where somebody's asked you a question, you thought it was a question, so you answered the question, and then you either got into an argument or it was just uh, two people with two different ideas and you're just wasting your time. And there's a great quote that goes, Uh, Try to convince a person against their will and they will be of the same opinion still. And if you've ever ever been in a conversation like that, and I've had thousands of them unfortunately, where I really didn't learn, and I like to learn from my mistakes, but sometimes I've been conned. I've actually thought that the person that asked me a question was genuinely asking me a question. So this is my big learning curve in communication, is that's not true. Most times, most times when people ask you a question, It isn't because they want an answer. And how would you know that? It's a simple pre-framed question and it's the golden nugget of awesome communication skills. I think it's the diamond, platinum, most amazing gift that I could possibly give anybody in the whole wide world if you want to stop wasting your time in conversations. When somebody asks you a question, always ask before you say anything, why did you ask me that question? And... In any situation, in any relationship with your partner, with your family, with your friends, with your clients, with your members, customers, doesn't matter, anybody that comes into your life, I think you'll be quite surprised uh, how much A, less time you have to waste, but B, what you thought was the reason that they asked you the question was not the reason. Now, just from pure personal experience of thousands of conversations, Usually when somebody asks you a question, it's because they want to give you their opinion on that particular topic. And when you say, great question, why did you ask me the question? They start talking and they tell you exactly what their opinion is, what their ideas are, what their convictions are, what they believe in. And now you get to decide whether or not you want to interact in that conversation. So one of the 
it's a, it's an extreme example, but it's a, it makes the point really clearly. Uh, if somebody says to me, Rowie, what do you think about smoking? Do you think it's healthy? Well, that for me, that's a warning sign already because that's we live in a world now where most people think that smoking isn't healthy. But I'll say, interesting question, how come you ask me the question? And if the person then goes into a, well, here's why I think that smoking is good for you, I'm not going to get into that conversation. I don't want to try and convince somebody that smoking is not good for them. If they don't know that or they want to smoke, then I think that's awesome. That's a choice that humans get to make. As adults, we all get to choose exactly what we want to put into our body. And just as a very fun side note, uh, we are often judgmental about people who smoke or sometimes judgmental about people who drink or take drugs. Or, But guess what? I'm pretty sure that all of us put some stuff into our body that somebody else would think is a bad thing. So you might think that smoking is bad, but the person that's smoking might think that bananas are bad. And I just use that as an example because I came in and I was sitting at a coffee shop one day. And a man came up to us, complete random stranger, and said to K-Man, don't eat that banana, it's bad for your skin. Uh, that was quite a, a shock uh, introduction to any conversation, of course. Anyway, this guy just went into quite the rant to say, K-Man, you've got really bad skin because you're eating bananas. You've got a banana in your fruit salad and that's why you've got bad skin. Now, just as an interesting side note, that man didn't know that K-Man is Irish, of Irish descent with very pale white skin, and he was brought up his whole childhood in Papua New Guinea, where he got sunburned and sunburned and sunburned and sunburned as a kid, and that's why he's got bad skin. But that person didn't know that. They just went into a rant and a tirade. Uh, if you're ever in that situation, uh, smile, nod, and walk away is another great communication tool that I often share with people is smile, nod, and walk away. Thank you very much for your opinion. Thank you very much for your advice. Smile, nod, and walk away. There are some conversations you may not want to get into. So there's two great tips there. Why did you ask me that question? And if you don't want to get into the conversation, just smile, nod, walk away. You might smile, say thank you for the information and walk away. But usually when people ask you a question, it isn't because they want your advice or your opinion, or it might be that they want to have an argument. And I don't want any of those. Uh, why did you ask me the question? They tell you why they ask the question, which is usually, this is my advice, opinion, suggestions, this is what I believe. You may then want to get into a great conversation with them because you've got the same ideas, you might want to brainstorm with them, you're excited that you met somebody that's got the same ideas as you or somebody that you can learn from. Or you can decide, because you now know where they're coming from, whether you want to waste your time there. So here's another, and this is a really simple example, and I use it all the time. If somebody says to me, Rowie, uh, what did you have for breakfast? Now, first of all, I'm, I've lived on the planet long enough to know that nobody cares what I ate for breakfast. So I know that that question's got some kind of underlying thing going on there. Now, it could be that they want to have a boring conversation about breakfast. I'm not into small talk, so I don't want to get involved with that. So I simply say, fun question, what did you have for breakfast? Or why did you ask me that question? And both of those work incredibly well because oh, what did you have for breakfast? Oh, I don't believe in breakfast. Or oh, I believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So this is what I had. And the person starts talking. Why did you ask me that question? Oh, Rowie, because I'm genuinely interested in what you had for breakfast is a great answer to that question, but I've never had that answer. Every time I've said, how come you've asked me the question or what did you have for breakfast, the person's just continued to talk. Another fun example I always use, Rowie, have you been to Europe? 
I've lived on the planet long enough to know that nobody cares whether I've been to Europe or not. So when I say, great question, why did you ask me the question? It usually goes like this. I'm going to Europe. I can't wait. And I go, tell me about that. Where are you going? What will you be doing? And or I've just got back from Europe and I can't wait to go. Or I never want to go to Europe because I think it's really scary. But the person's got an agenda for talking. Now, one of the great things about communication is that if you want to practice your communication skills, uh, there's always lots of people to practice with. So you may then want to get into a conversation about breakfast or Europe or smoking just to practice your communication skills. And if you've got time to do that, it's really good fun. So one of the things that I do on a regular basis if I'm at uh, the checkout at the supermarket and I'm not in a hurry or if I'm on a bus and I'm not in a hurry or if I'm on the plane and I'm not in a hurry and somebody wants to talk, I will then dedicate that time to practicing my communication skills which is why did you ask me the question? And then I ask another two questions or three questions about each answer. Just as a quick side note again, that's the Queen's method, the King's method, the Royal method of moving through a crowd. So you ask one question, make one comment and move on. Have you ever wondered how people who are really good at communication can get through so many people at once? They ask one question, they make one statement and they move on. And that then opens up the conversation to show that you're interested, closes down the conversation when you get an answer because you just say, thank you very much, that was awesome that you shared that with me, have a beautiful day. Now, I wouldn't, that's a pretty boring conversation, but that's how that system works. And you can only get good at that system, you can only get good at communication if you practice. But if you're in a hurry or you're not in the mood to have an argument with somebody or you really don't want to listen to somebody's stuff about their stuff or their opinion or them giving you advice, then why did you ask me the question? And if you don't want to get involved in the conversation, just say thank you very much for that. Smile, nod and walk away. Why am I sharing that with you? Two reasons. One is I talk to a lot of people every day who get really annoyed that they have to listen to other people's opinions and they don't agree with them and they end up in an argument. Particularly in the exercise profession, if you are an exercise coach, if you're a personal results coach or you teach group classes or you're a gym owner, you'll have a lot of those questions, I promise. This has been my my entire career path where people will say, Rowie, what do you think about? Rowie, I've got a question. And my saving grace, my saving question has always been, great question, why did you ask me the question? And it's never been because somebody wanted my opinion. And I can stand here, and uh, this is just an interesting, again, interesting side note, 40 plus years in the exercise profession, I'm healthy, fit and strong as an old lady. Uh, I've been the same weight, same size, same energy level that whole time. So I haven't done this with my weight or my energy level or my clothes size. I've just stayed the same. Uh, I have a really healthy relationship with food and exercise. I love them both. But nobody's, nobody has ever asked me, Rowie, what's with you? Nobody has ever asked me, Rowie, how come you're it's a very old lady, healthy, fit and strong, same weight and same size all of your life, what do you eat for breakfast? No one's been genuinely interested and that's why I can share with you passionately. I wish people were genuinely interested in you. They're not. They may be genuinely interested in how you can help them But then it's about relating everything that you want to share back to them. So I would never say, 
Uh, and then we'll use that silly example again because it's never happened, but we'll see how we go. Rowie, what did you have for breakfast? And I go, do you like to eat breakfast? And they say, no, I don't believe in eating breakfast. So tell me about that. That's that next beautiful question. Tell me about that. Tell me about you. It's two superb communication tools if you want to open up a conversation. So tell me about that. So then they start talking. So then I ask very passionately, openly, and genuinely if I want to help somebody, which of course I do, which is what are your goals? Why do you want to achieve that? Where do you want to achieve it? When do you want to achieve it? How will you feel if you do achieve it? How will you feel if you don't achieve it? Are you on track or off track to achieving that goal that you have? If you were your own high performance eating exercise coach, financial planner, relationship coach, career coach, parenting coach, what advice would you give yourself? Which gives me another big opening for them sharing their opinion with me. And then if you want my help, what exactly do you want? So I don't get stuck in in a conversation giving information that people don't actually want my opinion or or want my advice. So coming at you from a a highly experienced conversationalist, because I've had thousands of them and wasted thousands of hours listening to people talk about stuff that they're either preaching at me or yelling at me or giving their advice or opinion without knowing anything about me, if that's ever happened to you or you never want to be stuck in such a situation or if you genuinely want to help people, there's those few things to remember. Number one, if somebody asks you a question, why did you ask me the question? If you want to get involved with the information that they share with you, then uh, it's a series of, of questions after that. So great question, What? Did, why did you ask me the question? What exactly is your goal? Why do you want to achieve it? Where do you want to achieve it? When do you want to achieve it? So then you actually, when I say actually, you really can help somebody and I'll rephrase, how can you help somebody if you don't ask all of those questions? If you don't want to get involved in the conversation, smile, nod and walk away. It will save you a lot of time. And if you... If you go up, and this is my last really interesting side note, if you go up to somebody who's smoking and say, stop smoking, it's bad for you, is it possible that you could get yourself into some kind of communication challenge? Because again, humans have the right to smoke and if they want to, they will. And they, if you, if you give them something negative, they'll probably be defensive back. Would that be fair? Different story though. If somebody comes to you and says, I'm a smoker, I wish I could stop smoking, can you please help me? That's a different person. So, as an exercise professional, as a personal exercise coach, as a results coach, as an educator, I'm really aware that I have 24 hours in my day. You only have 24 hours in your day. So, I'm really focused on helping the people that want my help, not the ones that need it. And ask yourself this question, how many people need your help? If you're a great parent, a great teacher, a great coach, a great exercise professional, is it possible that there are millions of people that need your help? But the only time that they will ever be open to your help, is it possible that they need to ask for it and genuinely ask for it? And even if they do genuinely ask for it, how can you possibly help them if you don't get all the information that you need about that person to be able to... to, to even begin to to help them. So I'm asking very personally, uh, if you want to have a happy day, if you want to live your life to the max, if you want to have great relationships, and if you want to be really good at communication, 
Could they all be things that you need to practice on a day-to-day basis? Would it be good to have a toolbox of tools that are helpful with those? Tools in a toolbox that you don't use, not helpful. If you're going to open up the toolbox and use some tools in the toolbox, you need to practice with them. Uh, otherwise, you'll, you, you might pull a hammer out and bang your, bang your thumb because you haven't practiced how to use the hammer. Uh, and I'm sharing that again with personal experience. I've made some stupid mis- mistakes when it comes to communication because I didn't practice first. And then like me, you might be the person that I practice after every conversation. Every time I have a conversation with somebody, every time I ask questions, after that person leaves, I always go through that process. What could I have done better? What could I have done differently? How can I improve? What did I learn from? How can I grow from this communication? Uh, people ask me, <laughs> No, they don't. <laughs> uh, people accuse me of being ridiculously happy. No one's ever asked me, Robbie, why are you so happy? They just accuse me of being ridiculously happy. And maybe that's because I'm constantly learning and growing and aiming to improve because that gives my life a great purpose. Uh, and if I'm going to invest time because I want to help people, could it be a, a good idea on my part? And maybe it will help you too to invest time with people that actually want your help, not just give you their opinion. So great question. Why did you ask me the question? Could help you to sing this gorgeous song, which goes like this. I feel good. No, 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 no. I knew that I would now because I'm in control of my conversations. Woo! <laughs>